How do you, as a small brick-and-mortar retailer, punch above your weight? We'll be discussing that with Jack Balsley, owner of the Mattress Sales Store, on Episode 8 of the Pete Primo Show. This show is brought to you by my book, Sell a Million, 101 Tips for Furniture and Mattress Store Owners to Sell a Million dollars or more this year. Get it now on Amazon. This week's guest is Jack Balsley. Jack, good morning. Good morning, Pete. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So me and Jack have known each other for a long time. I think we met through my friend Nick Marcos, right? Oh, yeah. Many years ago. You know, time is flying, isn't it? And uh, Jack is the one that got away in my life. He was all set to come on board with Primo Furniture Sales. He went a different direction. And uh, it led to him actually meeting and marrying his wife. So I'm very glad that my uh, short-term loss was his long-term gain. (laughs) Yeah, it sure was, Pete. I really, you and I have been friends for such a long time. And I was always like, that was my one mistake is not joining up with you. But ah. it turned out pretty good because we met up with Diana and life got a lot better. So, yeah, that's awesome. So everyone should know this about you, Jack. They should know that you have been in the industry for almost 30 years. Jack is a very humble guy. So I'm going to big talk Jack at some points in time because he just will not say anything nice about himself. And so I'm going to do that for him. But Jack, start me off. Where did you first start in in your path um, in business? What was your f- very first job? Wow. I mean, going back to the 90s, um, I started as a retail sales associate with a window treatment store in Cleveland um, called Habitat Wallpaper and Blinds. And um, started as retail sales, uh, did really well, was all commission, and then uh, advanced my career, actually became the personnel director, and I was managing and training all the salespeople for the Cleveland and St. Louis area. So it was a blast. I knew I loved retail sales. I was young. I wanted to get out in the world a little bit more, and it actually took me to California, where I um, ended up managing uh, three-day blinds. Um, out in LA. I had 15 stores and we did really well with that. But I missed Ohio and I ended up back as a retail um, sales associate with um, Roomful Express Furniture in Pittsburgh. Worked my way up to management and uh, ended up with Serta. So um, loved, loved retail. I love working with people. I still do. Um, I had a desire to get out on the road and, and work in wholesale and have some weekends off once in a while. I thought that would be great. And my career just kept, it just kept advancing, you know, and it advanced through just working hard, uh, no magic potion or anything to that, that, that nature. And, um, I ended up, um, with America's mattress with the, um, the Serta sleep shop division in Chicago and got a lot of joy out of that. So, it just kept going. Ended up with Serta in contract and um, doing hospitality in Washington, D.C. And my wife said, when are you going to come home? <laughs> and I said, OK, <laughs> I'll, I'll come home. She said, we need to come home. We need to be in one place. And she was right. I lived everywhere from L.A. to D.C. And I wanted to settle in a community and I wanted my own community. You know, I've caught on so many small stores, uh, little mom and pops. And you would see like they knew their neighbor and they were involved in their community. And I always, I miss that. I wanted that in my life. So um, when I was in DC, we were still living in, um, in Fort Mill, uh, a suburb of Charlotte and commuting back and forth. And we decided that it was time to come home and make a little dream come true and open our own store. My wife, Diana, is an entrepreneur and she is a fantastic marketer. Um, she's big into social media. She goes out and promotes our business. And she does a lot of the business aspects to the store that, that really I, is beyond me. And um, luckily, I also worked with a, um, a liquidator for a while in Cleveland, a gentleman, I think you know him, Pete, Don Lee. 
really nice guy. And Don, Don taught me about guerrilla marketing. <laughs> so when we started the this, this store, what we were doing is trying to keep costs down. We're very low overhead. I think my, I, I can't even tell you what I pay a month for my store, but I can tell you that it's paid for within the first two days of the month, which is great. So we do a That's lot awesome. of yard signs. Yeah, it's really exciting. And it's a dream come true. You know, we do a lot of yard signs and flags and, um, my wife will stand in the parking lot and wave to people and greet them at their car. You know, it's a lot of fun, but it's very, very non-sales. We're not, we're not a very sales driven retail store. Um, and what I mean by that is not that we don't, that's what cracks me up about the name of your store. Well, that's Diana. The mattress sales store. Who doesn't run a, fake sales? There's no urgency and there's no stress in the buying experience. You're just a completely, you're the anti mattress store store. You really are. Right. And, exactly. and when you think, so I want to just back up on one thing because there are some retail salespeople that want to become reps. And I want you to share with them how you became a rep. Okay. Um, at the time, so kind of going back to my experience in Cleveland when I was working in the window treatment um, business, I was very, very young and I had a two-year degree, but I didn't have a four-year degree. And I've always just worked and I've been successful and happy, but I wanted to get an interview um, with, a, with a major. So... During the time at Roomful Express, I went back to college. I got my, my bachelor's degree. And Mattress Discounters was just partnering with Serta with their America's Mattress program. So a friend, good, very good friend of mine who worked for Kingsdown, uh, John Baslega, super good guy, um, he brought me an article. He said, Jack, you got to go for this. This is you. You should be on the road. You should be training these people. You've made all of us so successful. And the store was doing really well. He says, this is what you want. And I'm like, yeah, that is what I want. So I'm like, I worked hard. I worked hard my whole life, like everybody else has. And I've been blessed. And I so appreciate all that. And I just sat down and I wrote Bob Sherman a letter. And I, in the letter, it stated who I was, um, what, I, what I did in the past, all my successes. And I said that you should hire me to be a trainer with the mattress discounters um, store. And uh, he got the letter. I, I was surprised. He got the letter. He gave it to Bill West. Bill West gave it to Chris Sherman. I went and interviewed with Chris Sherman, and it was, we were rolling from there. I was a, 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 a sales rep with uh, Serta, and I was so happy about it. And still am. Um, Serta was a great company. And the, the people who work there, I'm still very close with. And my customers, I'm still very close with. And um I didn't get the mattress discounter job. Another guy got that job and he deserved it. Um, but I, I got everything else and I became kind of a, a country doctor, if you will. Um, I was rural. I covered from Route 80 from Pittsburgh all the way down to uh, Altoona and then getting into parts of Northeast Ohio, Youngstown market and, and a little bit of Cleveland, but not a ton. And, uh, and I just loved it. I loved the customers. They were all regular, real people, you know. Um, people wanted to be trained. They wanted information. You know, some, some of my customers had no information and uh, didn't really understand what a close was or how to qualify somebody or how to make a, a, a recommendation or do any of these basic skills. And with that, I, I trained people. I worked really hard with people and my territory grew. And then I realized that I loved prospecting. A lot of people don't like to prospect, but prospecting just gave me a drive. Every time I'd open an account, I had that that surge of, of energy, a journaling go through me, and I uh, really enjoyed doing it. So, so, um, so I, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I had a couple America's mattresses in my territory, and um, they weren't. One was doing really well in Pittsburgh, and I, this guy really taught me a lot. Really good person. And then one guy in Elkins, West Virginia, uh, Mark Cross, was just kind of struggling along. 
And um, when I took over the territory, I came out to his store to meet him. And I'm all excited and happy. I'm like, this is a great new store, whatever. And Mark's like, I'm not doing well. He's like, the store's not doing well. Uh, and then we sat down and we looked at what was going on. And he was spending a ton of money in marketing. So his advertising budget was just running out. And um, he was an enthusiastic guy. He was a good guy. And we started to talk about cross-marketing. And Mark did really well just getting out there on your own. It doesn't cost you anything to go talk to other businesses. It doesn't cost to, to reach your hand out and, and um, start to bring in your own customers rather than spending 25, 30% of your, your sales on marketing and ending up with nothing but frustration. And he did really well. Uh, he was actually a owner of a property that had a pizza store on it. So uh, like a Domino's pizza. And there was a, a resort area called Snowshoe a Ski Resort, pretty close to him. And what he did is he would take up pizzas, boxes of pizzas to people and just keep talking and pushing and talking. And he got the account. And um, it was great. So he's doing really well. The guy in Pittsburgh was doing really well. And all of a sudden, the guy from America's Mattress in Chicago called me and wanted to come ride around with me for a while. So uh, Steve Lincoln was his name, and we were really, really became close friends. And he's like, you got to join our pro program, Jack. You got to join our program. You got to be here. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to leave Pittsburgh. And plus, I always was very successful as a sales, um, sales rep. But I'm one of those guys who likes to fly under the radar. I don't like the spotlight on me. Um, at all. You know, I didn't want to, I, I just don't, I just like to work hard and, and do well. Uh, this is a challenge for me, but, um, it turned out really good. Um, I ended up in Chicago and I was having a lot of fun. All of a sudden went from taking care of wholesale accounts to now prospecting, uh, for new owners with America's mattress. And it was tough. I mean, it was really hard. We had lead generations like um, these websites like Franchise Gator, all these people who are looking to start franchises. But, you know, a lot of these calls were some guy who comes home at night and he's mad that his, he doesn't like his job. So he goes on Franchise Gator and you end up talking to him for about 10, 15 minutes. You realize this guy's not a fit. So it wasn't working. So what we did is we just started grabbing industry magazines and just started calling our old dealers and working with our salespeople and things started to happen. So America's mattress took off pretty well. So it's a great experience. So here's the interesting question that I have and take as much time as you want with it. You had a prototypical America's mattress store was how many square feet? Roughly about 4,000. 4,000 square feet. 4,000. How many square feet do you have? 400 square feet. 400 <laughs> square feet. Four. Yeah. 400. Four. Okay. That's it. Yep. Okay. So here's the thing. Well, let me ask you one more question. I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask. How many um, different models would be in that 4,000 square foot store? Roughly about four, about 14 models. No, 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 not, not your store. That oh, prototypical America's mattress store in 4,000 square feet. How many different models? About 35 to 40, 35 to 40 models. And you mm -hmm. have 14. Mm -hmm. So it's really fascinating to me that your store does very close in volume to what you would project for a America's mattress store, but your overhead is a fraction of, of what they have. So I have to say this more, you know, more isn't always better. And one of the things that happens when you have a lot of SKUs, and, and this applies to all businesses, not just the mattress business. I don't care what you sell. Um, if you have too many options, too many options, unless they have clearly defined um, advantages, different fields, different features and benefits, 
different outcomes for different customers can lead to hesitation. Uh, and the reason the hesitation happens is because you're confusing the customer. So I'm going backwards a little bit now. So you started this store how many years ago, Jack? Four? Three? Uh, four? No, about two, two and a half. Two? Going on three years. Two and a half We're to going three years. Three. Okay. Yeah. So you had already been in the industry for 26, 27 years. Um, right. And you had seen um, guys with bigger assortments than you were able to have. But you were, you remind me of David and Goliath. You really do because you, you understood based on your experience that, you know what, maybe this is a little smaller than I would ideally like, but I can get the job done with 14 different models. I can, I can give my customers uh, different feels, different price points different solutions to different problems that they might have. And I can do a good job for my consumer with 14 different beds. Am I putting words in your mouth? No, you're not. You know, the trick to this whole thing, this tiny little store, as you saw on the slideshow, the tents that are outside, is we wanted to do as much as we could with as little overhead as possible. So someone comes into your store and you can see the store in the slide. Um, it look, it's so modest, right? It's modest. It's a modest looking little store, but we have 14 great SKUs. I, I spend a lot of time shopping mattresses to come into the store and every one of them is a little bit different. And I have enough to meet everybody's needs and do it in a positive way and be able to close the sale pretty quickly. Um, the most important thing, you know, you could say, well, what is it? Is it good greeting? Are you qualifying? Are you making recommendations? Are you making them buy right now? How are you doing it? Are you letting a customer leave? No. You know, what we do is we greet a customer like they're our friends. And one of the best experiences is with uh, the mattress sales store was working with my wife, Diana, because Diana is a great entrepreneur. She's always been in the fitness area and she was one of the biggest entrepreneurs in Charlotte at one time. But she's never sold mattresses. So she didn't have any baggage from what she learned here or what she learned there. She was just herself. And I learned from her. I watched her. She did really good with customers. She creates a great liking. And there's a lot of power in liking. If people like you, they will drop their defenses. They will forgive you. They'll work with you and they'll want to help you. And that's what we do. People know us. People come into our store looking at our reviews on Facebook and Nextdoor. And they say, are you Jack? And I'm like, yeah, where's Diane? Because there's so many great <laughs> reviews about the positive, um, the positive experiences that they have with us that people are coming in left and right. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about the weekend. And this was a fantastic weekend for us. You know, um, typically on Saturday, I'll open the store and then Diana comes down a little bit later. Um, again, we're really a mom and pop. I called her at nine. I'm like, people are coming in now. I'm like, you gotta come. So we were just, we were, we had a great weekend. And, um, again, it's all in that reputation and it really is caring about people. If you don't care about people, you shouldn't be in sales. If you want to be in sales just to get commission and, and advance your career and this and that, you're just going to fail. You know, um, we look at each person. Um, we look at the needs of the people and we also look at the needs of our community. We work for some charities and we help some people out. So, um, mattress sales store is just a, a, a dream come true. Um, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of fun, uh, no tricks, you know, no urgencies. I don't do any sales. And I explain to people that I used to write sales. I know what a sale is. I know what a free box screen sale is. This is how it works. When people leave to, to go out and shop somewhere, I tell them that's a good idea. It's good for you to go and take a look and make sure that when you make your purchase from my, me or anybody else out there, that you're solid with it and you're happy with it. Cause you're going to be on this thing for 10 years. That's a long time to have a, a bet, you know, and, um, people appreciate it. 
you know, and come back. And it's really funny because I'm, I'm from the school of there are no be backs. Remember that school? Yeah. Yeah. If they leave, they're not coming back. So you better close them right now. And if you're the second store, man, you better close them quick, you know. But yesterday we uh, um, we had a lady who's just not just not quite there. And we had a, uh, a great product. We had an 800 coil um, uh, pocket coil full mattress that we sell for about 400 bucks, which if you're shopping out there, you know, the markups are huge. They're about 500, 600 percent. And she's like, I'm just not sure. And I'm like, well, this is there's mattress firm down the road. There's mattress firm or mattress warehouse the other way. Um, there's a great furniture store, Tyndall Furniture, which is down the road. I said, go shop at all of them. And I said, you're probably going to find something today and be happy with it. She came back an hour later. She said, nobody gave it. No one cared about selling one full mattress. No one wanted to get one for me today. They were not interested in it. They just weren't interested. And she says, uh, can you go pick up my mattress for me? I'll be over in my truck. I said, yeah. I said, I got it on the back of my truck already. I was at the warehouse. So I just threw it in the truck, met her at the store. We rode her up and, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. A lot of joy, which is good. It seems to me that you are having the time of your life. And at the same time, your customers are having fun with you guys too in your store. I, uh, I, I got into your Facebook account for the store and I was reading some of the reviews and one really struck me, Jack, and I just want to talk about it just for a minute. And then I got to do the commercial for my book because that's how we pay the bills around here. Right. But I was shocked that you and Diana met a customer on Thanksgiving day that needed a mattress. I mean, there wasn't anyone else open. I mean, I don't even know why they tried and I don't even know why you picked up, but God bless you that I believe based on the review that I read that you now have a customer for life. And I believe that whoever that customer knows Jack is going to recommend that you go see Jack and Diana at the mattress sales store. This is where you need to buy your mattress. I think she's going to tell 20 people. I really do based on the review that I, I, I read. So, so talk to me a little bit about what drives that. Um, I mean, listen, you know, you're an Ashtabula guy, everybody I've ever met from Ashtabula, just the salt of the earth people, good people, solid people, but picking up that phone on Thanksgiving day, that's a whole nother level of service that quite frankly, I've never heard of. Oh, well, thank you. The mattress sales store isn't just a mattress sales store. It's a part of this community. And when people need something, if someone's calling you on Thanksgiving, they have a need, they're in trouble. They need a bed. Someone's coming over and they got to have it. And there was um, stress when I was talking to this woman and she's like, are you going to be open? I said, no, we're, we're really close. She said, oh, I really need a bed. And I said, okay, well, we're going to stop at the store. And again, the store's small. So we, we display a lot of the items underneath the tent, which we put in the store at night. So we got about mm, eight beds that we put out. So I had her meet me at the store. I took all the beds out. Took us about an hour. We found her a bed and she was happy. I was happy. My wife was happy. It was fun. And it was a good thing to do. And, you know, you got to get back to basics in life because this is such a crazy world that we're in. We got to help each other. We got to be good to each other. You know, I am a Nashville guy and I'm very fortunate um, to have had very, very outstanding parents. Um, my father owned the Sabre Clock Shop um, on Depot Road and Route 20 in Nashville. And that was a beautiful store. And he did a great job, and he was always very, very community-oriented. I remember on Christmas, uh, we would be delivering uh, grandfather clocks on Christmas Eve. And the last thing that we would do is go back to the store and turn everything off, take all the signs down, cover anything that said the clock shop, 
because he didn't want to advertise on Christmas. And I think that kind of spirit, that kind of attitude will drive a mom and pop uh, to the top. And uh, that's what we focus on. Good attitude, be a part of the community. Uh, we sponsor the uh, the Waxall uh, Farmer's Market. And um, we have a little, we have signs out there. We go out and we do some displays. My wife is always running around talking to everybody, buying something from everyone. And we make sure that when we go to the Waxall Farmer's Market every week, we make sure that we get something from Joe, that we get something from Larry, that we get something from this guy. Yeah, we did. No one was left behind because that's just not the way to do it. People come in here. And we're also really fortunate that um, I had a little hospitality um, background and um, we hooked up with some fire stations in our local area and we sell them a high end uh, Visco bed and they do really well with it. And the young men, I, I hate, you know, we're getting to be, we, we used to be young men, <laughs> but these guys are coming <laughs> in and they're 20 and 30s. And I'm looking at them and uh, they're buying beds, you know, and they're, they're nice kids, you know, are the nice men, they're fire, they're firefighters. And uh, we give them a discount and we always try to help people the best we can. And we do everything from start to finish. We sell you the mattress in the store. We go out to your house and we deliver it for you. And we make sure that everything is okay. Um, we, we, we try to rotate and flip um, beds. We're close to a, um, a retirement uh, community called uh, Sun City. And they're great customers and really fun people. But the thing is, as you get older, beds are heavy and they need help. So I have them put me on their schedule. And in the morning before I open the store, I'm running around Sun City flipping beds around. And, and it's great. It's fun. You know, the people, you're connected with the people. They send more people in. And people see your truck driving around Sun City all the time. It's pretty good. So I want to go back because you kind of glanced over it. Customer buys from you. You deliver the mattress. Mm -hmm. But six months later or a year later, you go and you flip their matches for them? Absolutely. Like I said, it's a part of being How much in the do you charge for that? How much do you charge Nothing. for that? So, Nothing. so, okay. So forget about the fact that Jack owns a mattress store. I don't care what business you're in. This is a lesson for everybody, no matter what business you're in. When you're a small business, you have flexibility to do things that other people cannot do. That's where you're strong and your competitors are weak. He competes against big box stores who don't have that flexibility that can't offer that service. If they did, they'd have to charge for it. He doesn't charge for it, even though he knows he could, he doesn't. Why? Because he wants that customer to refer other customers to him, to give him testimonials and to give him great online reviews. And if you check his store out, you will see unbelievable online reviews. It's, it's the most amazing thing. Um, I'm sorry, Jack, I had to just butt in there and talk about that. Did I put words in your mouth there? <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Uh, I've been known to do that. Oh, that was great. Thank you. <laughs> let me let me just take a real quick commercial here. I just want to take two minutes to read a, a chapter from my book. And this is uh, this is one that's really good for you. It's chapter thirteen. Create a unique value proposition. A person who has never done business with you walks up and asks, "Why should I choose your business versus any other?" competitive option available to me, including doing nothing at all. Does this question leave you tongue tied or can you quickly answer it? Can you persuasively give an answer? If you can't, I, I got tongue tied. That's funny. If you can't, you are probably in trouble or soon will be. And if anybody here is a Dan Kennedy marketing fan, yes, that came straight from Dan Kennedy and, uh, you will see a lot of Dan Kennedy throughout everything that I ever talk about. And God bless Dan Kennedy, who's a, another Ohio guy um, who is a phenomenal marketer and has uh, done great things in his career. 
your response indicates whether or not you have performed one of the most fundamental and important steps in marketing your business, the development of a unique value proposition or a UVP in today's market. It's critical that you differentiate yourself from your comp competition. What we just talked about with Jack's store, flipping mattresses that have already been sold into the in, in, into the customer's house and it's a year, two years later and they're still flipping mattresses for the customer for free. That is a great way to, to uh, separate yourself from your competition. An effective uh, UVP is short, memorable, and meaningful. Your UVP is about commitments and promises. It should reflect your passion and energy for serving your customers. Ask yourself, what is our company committed to providing to our customers or clients that nobody else can? Again, going back to the conversation we just had with Jack, he's going in the house, he's flipping their mattresses for free, and he's doing it uh, to separate himself from, from his competitors, but he's really, where it really comes from is the fact that Jack's just a good person and he's separating himself from his competitors. Your UVP is not about your financial goals or your product services or features. Your UVP is about meeting your customers or clients' needs, and it should be the focal point around which all your marketing messages are built. It's where you start and you build everything out from there. Coming up with a clear and unique UVP doesn't cost you money, but it does require careful thought and consideration. You may start this process by writing out on paper what is what great and unique experiences that you can provide that other competitors are not. If you've got reviews, just take your reviews out and you'll start to notice common themes. And those common themes are things that you should incorporate in your unique value proposition. After that step is complete, start by asking yourself, is this doable? Can I do it? Can I consistently do it? And guys, I know I beat you with this. Consistency is the key. You have to deliver a consistent experience to your customer. So make sure it's doable before you commit to it. Are the steps necessary to deliver this ideal service practical? It might be challenging to live up to this new ideal, to this new ideal consumer experience, but it can pay huge dividends. This might sound crazy, but it should not be easy to deliver it. It should be difficult. If it's not, your com com competitors will copy you if they can figure it out. Here's the most important question after the UVP is established. Can we consistently deliver this? And yes, I know I'm beating you with this on purpose. If yes, then do everything in your power to deliver it. Remember, automation is your friend. The more of it that can be automated, the better. Here is mine. I am a wholesale rep, so mine and yours will be different. Get creative and have fun with your UVP. So. My UVP is we do the right thing all the time, even when it costs us money. Everyone says it. We live it. Ask me how. So I'm going to tell you a story, Jack. You know that I had a double back fusion years ago, right? Yes. Terrible. And <clears throat> after a double back fusion, you can't really do too much. I worked for a company. Uh, called Sutherland Mattress Company at the time. And they were not going to make a delivery to one of my customers in Buffalo, New York. So they insisted on, living, on leaving the mattresses that were to be delivered to Buffalo, New York, in Lakewood, Ohio, which is about 10 miles from my house. God bless Jenny Primo, my wife. She took our Sprinter van. And I went with her, but she shooed me away every time I tried to lift something because I really couldn't lift too much, but I could kind of arrange the, the, uh, the mattresses. We loaded up those mattresses that were in Lakewood, Ohio, and she delivered them 
to Buffalo, New York. <laughs> That's something that other people won't do. And anybody who knows, uh, you know, that's been in our business, it's hard to get a rep to even return your phone call, let alone deliver you your mattresses when it's needed. So anyway, Jack, what are your thoughts on what I just read? You do a great job of living it every day. Are there any, anything that comes to mind? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you were talking about here is you got to go the extra mile. And many times, I mean, we're all focused on our financial situation, you know, how much money we could, we could, we could earn, how secure we could be. But the thing is, you got to do the things that aren't going to make you the money. You got, there's, there's so many stories that you, uh, I heard about you, Pete, driving, um, delivering um, futons with that Sprinter van doing that all your life. And I've been the yeah. very same thing. I used to work for Gold Bond um, uh, Mattress and, and Futon. We both, you know, have dealt with Gold Bond before. And yeah. I had a truck. We, what we were doing is we were um, shipping to North and South Carolina on Common Carrier. And it was tough to get shipments to go. And we had a shipment going to Asheville, but it was delayed and delayed and delayed. And they didn't have anyone there to unload it. And they called me the day before. There were two um, women that ran a great store. I learned a lot from them. I appreciate them. But no one was going to be there to unload that mattress, those mattresses. So I got in my car and I drove from Charlotte to Asheville, unloaded the mattresses and came home. I made no money. I, 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 I didn't earn any commissions that day because I, I needed to take all the time to, to, to provide a service. And I think that that makes guys like us do well. I mean, you look at the people who have done so well in our, our kind of our, I guess, our group of people. You know, you look at, at the work ethic of like Nick. Nick Marcos has a wonderful work ethic. You have a wonderful work Amazing. ethic, you know. And our stories are very, very close, you know. Um, I've heard so many things about before I met you, I was actually intimidated by you because I heard have people do anything. I'm like, oh man, this guy must be something, you know. And then, uh, then I talk with you, and I'm like, this guy's a great guy. We're just, we're just alike. So, um, I think going the extra step all the time, doing it, making it hard. Life is hard, you know. If life is easy, you really gotta uh, take a look uh, at what's going on because in order to accomplish things, you're going to run into obstacles. You're going to run into disappointments. You're going to run into so many things that you got to face. You got to face them head on. And, um, if you're, if your attitude is right and you're working hard, guess what? The money starts to come and that is wonderful when that starts to happen. So I remember the first week that we made money. Um, I was just working and I told Diana, I said, I would just put it in the bank and I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know about it because I was worried. I was financially worried that the store wasn't going to do what it needed to do. And I said, you know, what I could do is I could have a contingency, kind of look for a different job or this and that. And I, and she, we were talking, she says, you don't want to do that. You want to do this store. This is your dream. I said, yeah, it is. And she says, and guess what? We're making money. And I was like, wow. <laughs> so it's like everything came together, but it was hard. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of capital to start our store. Behind me is one of our yard signs sitting on the, um, on the bed. Our first yard signs, what we would do is we take cardboard, cut them into square, paint them. Then I would paint an arrow on them. Then my wife would write the mattress sales store. They were all handwritten signs. And every week we had 50 of them out and they were handwritten. And um, wow. they created, they got people to kind of come in and take a look. And um, we got curiosity going. And then all of a sudden the mattress sales store became more of, a local business where you know our signs are now professionally done and um in the name this i i i, I might have said this earlier but i i tell you um my wife diana she said let's let's name this what it is it's a mattress sales store and i said yeah and she said do you know what an algorithm is and i'm like no i'm, I'm old man i'm not into any of that <laughs> she said every time someone <laughs> um, types up mattress sale in, in Charlotte, the mattress sales store will come up. And it did. And um, 
just the combination of a of a great partner and a great attitude, you could do a lot with a little. On that side, it shows it shows me standing there because I went out and I hung up that sign, and that uh that's scary up there, by the way. But um, <laughs> go <laughs> go in the uh, go in the extra mile, and again the um just the attitude that you are unique. You know, if a person comes in to if you're if you work at a big box store, if you work at Mattress Firm or America's Mattress or one of those other great companies. If somebody's coming in to buy a mattress, they're buying from you and you're what makes that place special. Not mattress firm. The fact that they're dealing with a credible, good person who wants to help them. You could, it's all attitude. So. That's, that's great advice for any business. Go the extra mile always. So I want to talk about the Holy Trinity a little bit more. I really dug into your, your, um, online reviews and, uh, testimonials. Do you, how do you get referrals? Do you ask for them or are people just giving them to you because of all the extra things that you do for them? Or are you, I'm sorry, but, or do you wait for them to compliment you? And then you kind of go in and say, Hey, do you really mean that? And they go, oh, of course I really mean it. And then you kind of say, well, you know, we're a small store. If you know anybody that needs a mattress, please recommend us, blah, blah, blah. How do you do it? Or do you not do well, anything? I and it just happens because you're over service and the customer so much, they, they feel compelled to do something for you. It's a combination. We do have people who just want to do something for us, which is nice. Um, what I try to do is at the end of the sale, once the bed is set up, once everybody's happy, everything's going well, I do ask for a review. I think it's smart to do that. And yep. I respectfully ask for a review. I said, you know, I understand that your time is very valuable and you got a lot going on. It's a busy world. If you have the chance to write a review, I would appreciate it. And then we always give reviews ourselves personally because we know what a, a powerful marketing tool uh, reviews are. So we do ask for them. Um, we get a lot of referral business. We have a lot of little communities that come in and they say, Hey, everyone likes you in our community. So we came to see you. This is, I've been by this store a thousand times. I didn't realize it was great inside, you know? And, um, so yeah, that's basically, we just, we do ask for reviews, but we, we make sure we earn that review too. That's a good thing to do. You got to earn it. Not only do you earn it, but you're living it. You're asking for reviews, but you give reviews as part of the community. So you're, you're really living what you're asking for. And one of the things that anybody that listens to me and some people that don't want to listen to me have heard out of my mouth and will continue to hear out of my mouth as long as I have breath is never ask for anything you're unwilling to give. Don't do it. Perfect. You're yeah. Don't, you have no basis unless you're willing to give loyalty. Don't ask for it. You, you have no, no business asking for anyone's loyalty unless you're a loyal person and you give loyalty first, then you have a right to ask for it. So, right. Sorry. I get, I get on my soapbox every now and again. Um, the Holy Trinity of, of business for me is reviews, testimonials, and referrals. And the more of those you get, um, the more, uh, the, your marketing dollars will, will go further. Your return will be higher. And it's so important to do those three things better. And Jack's words, earn the review, earn that online review. That is huge. And I want to take a moment to uh, tell you about my free Facebook group. Jack, you're part of my Facebook group. Is it awesome or not? It's awesome. There's a, so much information on it. Um, my wife is always like, hey, do you know what Pete said today? I said, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> we sit down and look at it. So I think my wife's a, one of your biggest fans. So uh, you, you've taught her a lot. She's like, hey, you know, if you look at it this way, this, 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 this could work. I'm like, yeah, yeah. 
I said, where'd you get that? And Pete. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, you got wow. a great, you got a great webpage. That's, Facebook that's page. lovely. Diane, um, Diana said that because I'm a big fan of hers. I've seen a noticeable change in you um, since you've been with her. And I think that she was exactly what you needed both in business and, uh, and, and personally. So the Facebook group is called Pete Primo sales and marketing. Whether you're a business owner or a sales professional, whatever industry you're in, You'll find daily tips and motivation to help you be better at sales and marketing. Join today. Look for the Pete Primo Sales and Marketing Group on Facebook. And that's the end of my commercials, Jack. So, you know, one of the things that when I think of you, Jack, I think of a sincere, authentic, very good human being that always wants to do the right thing. And I'm very sad to say this. That's becoming more rare in today's world. And I really am sad that that makes you so unique just being a really good person that will always put your customer first. Before your needs, you will put your customer's needs. So you can't provide the level of service that creates loyalty without your heart being in the right place. It's, it's just not possible. And you know, what you did on Thanksgiving, that it was a full, full size mattress or a full size mattress set. How much money could you have made? It wasn't worth it to you. You were just doing the right thing for your customer. And to me, that should be applauded in today's world. And I have to say this, forget about the fact that it's a mattress store. Mm -hmm. In your business, does this or does this not work? Do an extra for your customers, going out of your way, putting the customer first, works in every business. I don't care what you do, what you sell, what business you're in. Yep, it's, it's old, it's old school, you know? Be a mom and pop, you know, be the rep that everyone could count on. You know, I'm like you, Pete. I used to. Who wants to say hi? Do you want to say hi, Hunter? You want to say hi, Hunter? (laughs) Hey, Hunter. (laughs) Hi, Hunter. You're a star. You're a star. Yeah. Look up in the camera. Wave. Hi. (laughs) All right. He's a laid back guy, isn't he? (laughs) He's a very cool kitty cat. He wanted to see his daddy, so he came over on my desk and said hi. He's more <laughs> like a dog crazy. than a cat. He really is. Yeah, he seems pretty laid back, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's pretty yeah. chill. There's, there's no, uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. So, Jack, <clears throat> I have to say this because you won't. And I've, listen, I, I've been at this for 38 years, soon to be 39. And a lot of times guys will say, well, Pete, what do I got to do to become a rep? And it's a guy that's been on the retail floor for, for two years. And I say, well, you need to be a, a really great RSA for about seven more years. And then after you do that, you need to become a name brand rep for four or five years. And then you can become an independent rep and Jack, their faces get so long, right? Their faces get so long because they don't want to put the time in. They don't want to put the effort in and just putting time in isn't enough guys. You have to do something above the normal. You know, when I was a certain sales rep, I literally walked into a newspaper and I said, I control an advertising budget of over a quarter of a million dollars. And I need you to make some ads for me, for, for this dealer who is buying ads from you, who, if he puts my line on is going to buy more ads from you. And I need you to make up these ads for my presentation. And everyone thought I was crazy. 
You know what they said? Mr. Primo, could we get you a cup of coffee? We could do it right now, but we're a little busy. Could we do this later this afternoon and you pick it up at the end of the day? Would that be okay? And every one of the reps that worked for Serta at that point in time said that was crazy and it wasn't possible, but it was possible. And I did it to more than one newspaper to, to deliver more value to my prospects so they would become my customers. And so what I'm getting to guys is put your time in, become an expert. Jack is an expert. Now, one of the reasons he is able to provide exceptional service to his customers, and there's no shortcut. He's been at this for almost 30 years. When he opened his store, he had already been in this business for 26 years, most of it as a sales rep, going from store to store, learning the best uh, practices, what works, what doesn't work and becoming an expert and because you're an expert jack and because you're a really good human being i believe that when mattress reps have really great deals they think of you first within a three-state area if anybody is ever going to get a deal that is truly below wholesale you're the guy that's going to get it because you're an expert because you're a good person and because you've always done the right thing, people want to help you. Is this not true? Thank you so much for pumping me up so much. I really appreciate it. Yes. I think, you know, um, for like the younger reps, I mean, Pete, we've been with a group of guys who are still here, you know, and we've seen a lot of reps come and go. Nothing in life is ever instant. You're never going to have instant gratification. You got to work, you know, you got to dig a hole to build a building. I mean, you really got to do it and you got to do it enthusiastically and modestly and, and hang on to your humility and you'll end up at the top, you know, starting as a retail sales associate, ending up in a corporate position with CERTA. I never thought that would happen, but I wanted it to happen. And the only way to do it was to work hard and get noticed. And once you get noticed, doors open, guys. So work hard, especially if you're younger, if you're in your 20s, if you're in your 30s, um, everything's going to come together. Sometimes when you're in those in that age group, you think, man, I just I, I just can't get it together. Or things aren't going to happen. They will. But you got to always realize that it takes time and you got to be patient and you got to study and you got to work your butt off. Everything else comes together. And then one day you're sitting there and you're like, I'm making a bunch of money. My gosh, I got all this. Money. I thought I never thought that would happen. And you're in good in a good position. You know, positive thinking will motivate you so well in life. If you if you think about where you're going, good things will happen to you. Think positive. Think today's going to be a good day, not a bad day. Everything will work out. So let me just dive into this really quickly. And before I say what I'm going to say, I want everybody to know that might be watching this as a video, that it's also available as a podcast on your favorite platform. We're on all the platforms. Billy and Simon do a great job uh, posting these for me. You know, basically I come in here and I do this. Uh, with you, Jack, for, for an hour and the rest of the hard work is done by these guys and, and um, they make sure that this show is available on every podcast platform that you can imagine. So if you're driving and you want to listen to this again, uh, just, uh, just look for the Pete Primo show on, on your favorite podcast. But I do want to talk about this one last time touched on it. Um, the importance of each model, when you only have 14 models in your showroom and you're competing against guys that have 40 or 50, every model has to count. It has to serve a purpose. Um, it has to be different in its feel. It has to have a different feature benefit story. One of the things that I've noticed in your banners is you 
it has not escaped you that two-sided mattresses are very popular right now. Right. Right. And you actually, I don't know how many SKUs you give to it, if it's one or two SKUs, but out of your 14 SKUs, you dedicate at least some SKUs to two-sided, which is a huge, you know, once upon a time, there was no such thing, right? We started off in the business. There was, everything was two-sided and then it went to almost all one-sided and then really everything was one-sided and now two-sided has come back and has become an increasingly popular. Um, are there any other examples in your lineup of beds that you carry that serve a particular need for your customers? Yes, there are uh, the two-sided mattresses. I, those, it really does serve a need because people want two-sided mattresses and we carry about, um, five of them in the store, but, um, we also one, one third of your total skis. Yep. A third of them are resort beds. And then Very we smart. also do a lot with, with micro, uh, micro coils and, um, the exotic foams, um, the gel foam, latex foam and different feels for everybody. So you could come in to our store and you could buy a rock hard bed. If that's going to meet your, you could buy a, a, a sleep in bed that you, you lay on and you just dis, disappear. In. So we have a mattress for everybody and we take our time working with you. Um, we're going to ask you a bunch of questions before we lay on a mattress. Um, talk about your lifestyle. What hurts you? What doesn't hurt you? How do you sleep? Then we're going to explain the mattress industry to you um, about the basics because the mattress industry, as we all know, it's really quite basic and it's just a lot of marketing. So we take all of the, we educate our customers. We take the fear out of buying a mattress today away and we just work with them and um, make sure that, that they're happy. So um, SKUs are important. I don't buy anything um, that's cheap. Even my most inexpensive beds are good beds. We don't buy anything with fiber fills and all that other nonsense that makes the bed look real big. And then you have it at your house six months and all of a sudden it shrunk a shrunk an inch. And then there's a big, there's a big, uh, a bump in the middle of it. You got that King hump happen and yeah, the bed looks you beautiful. Li you, when lived, you, bought it. you live, you live that in your former life. <laughs> I did. I did. I, um, there's nothing. <laughs> We'll carry nothing like that. So, and all the brands that we carry showing a picture of like Kings down, uh, we work with AW industries with, um, our sleep well product, which is a fantastic product. Um, Jameson, we we're focused on the Marriott beds. Uh, we do the, uh, St. Simon, um, uh, all, all foam bed. It's a beautiful bed. It's quilted. It's not just a bunch of layers of foam put together and then glued together and put a knit cover over them. They're beautiful beds. So when we buy the beds, we think about the customer, our return rate in our store is very, very, very small. I mean, I think it's pretty hard to measure, but if there is a problem, get in the car, go out and make sure that everything's okay. And if, if it's a, a warranty problem in the, um, the manufacturer isn't going to back it, we back it. So, um, people are safe when they come here too. That's awesome. Jack, um, before we say goodbye, I want to do a little promotion for you and for your store. So if you're in the Charlotte area in South Carolina, that's your, your marketplace, Jack, if you're a yep. customer in, in Charlotte, North Car South Carolina, sorry, Charlotte, South Carolina, call this man, Jack Balsley, the mattress sales store. Go see him. If you are a small business and you want some advice from a professional on how to be successful and how to run your small business, call Jack. He's available. You already know he's a helper. So I'm going to summarize this show in just 10, 20 seconds. Work hard, be positive help your customers, educate your customers, take fear out of the buy-in. And it doesn't matter what business you own, you'll be more successful if you follow these steps. And with that, Jack, 
thank you for your time and thank you for everything you do for our industry and you have done for the past 30 years. Appreciate you. Thank you so much, Pete. I've always looked up to you and I always will. You're one of my heroes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jack.